This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to Clued In with Lou Carbone, a thought-provoking opportunity to expand your perspectives and advance the impact you can make in the CX, EX, and patient experience space. Lou's undeniable combination of the depth of experience and knowledge in this space is unparalleled. As a driver inside organizations as well as consulting, Lou offers distinctive thought stimulation, is a dedicated mentor and teacher. Hello and welcome. This is Luke Carbone, and thank you so very much for spending time listening to Clued In. I hope you enjoy this episode. A Lego lesson, emotional clutching power. In the world of Lego and working with Lego as a client, what I learned was a term that was called clutching power. And in the world of Lego, that is about how each brick connects to another. It was a discovery that was made by Godfrey Kirk Christensen in 1958, when he realized that this simple but effective layout of literally identifying these Uh, tubes on the bottom, and then these studs on top created a remarkable power and strength when they were joined together with other bricks. So together, these tubes and these studs created extraordinary structures and uh, demonstrations of uh, bringing things to life and making an impression Uh, in terms of turning these individual bricks, these clues, into an experience. So when we look at uh, the book that was written by Ransom Riggs on the origin of everything, he proclaimed that this particular design, this thought, uh, really stood this test this test of time. It's it's eternal to a degree, and it's still essential to what Lego allows us to do and shape all that we really uh, are impressed by and and bound to Lego and the Lego experience. That legacy is so powerful that this method of clutching power exists in today's sets as much as it did back in the late 50s. So what I think is so powerful is the endless possibilities that are created by understanding how pieces connect to one another to create an impression. So putting these individual pieces together uh, really creates this experience. 
And it really takes uh, the ability to accept and acknowledge your own capabilities uh, to literally use that clutching power to create distinctive experiences using Lego bricks. So clutching power made Lego uh, literally timeless. And I think that when we look at what I learned working with this client and thinking about that simple construct of how these pieces come together, how they're bond, and what is it that creates the stud on top that fits into the tube. And I began to apply that to understanding experiences. And I began to think about what I call emotional clutching power. Experience emotional clutching power what I refer to as ECP. So in an experience, what I refer to as an experience motif, which is literally the emotional end frame or North Star that we've been practicing for more than 30 years in terms of embedding that as a guide and setting guardrails in creating distinctive experiences that create emotional clutching power. That motif is built off of what customers desire feeling about themselves in an experience. Often we are so concerned about how people feel about our organization because we think of an experience as a product, but an experience takes place in the unconscious mind of the consumer, of the experience. The value is not created by the creator. It is created by the perceiver of the experience. So when we look at creating that uh, motif, it begins to create clutching power. And that clutching power, when I first began to think about engineering experiences, what engineering used as a verb is about is to really plan or design or build things according to scientific principles as defined by the Oxford Dictionary. So clues, those simple bricks that come together, that are bound together by these emotional prongs, these studs that are the emotions that attach the bricks to one another. So what becomes so important in that is the literal ability to understand that we actually can make judgments about people in seconds that surprise us. And, and what we really find is that in some studies, even a tenth of a second was enough to make a judgment that correlated highly with the judgments that were made by other people.
other research really found that we can make these accurate judgments in our unconscious brain, uh, the in our unconscious or subconscious, uh, even in milliseconds. So let's talk about the science a bit. What we know about unconscious thought is that the functional relevance of the limbic system actually serves a number of different purposes. It, it affects things, uh, it, how things affect us. It's the lens through which we view the world and how it affects our emotions, our memories, our sensory processing, our perception of time, instincts, uh, our actions and, and behavior. That limbic system of the brain, it's sometimes referred to as the paleomammalian cortex. And it's a set of structures that are located on both sides of the thalamus. This system really supports a variety of uh, the functions that our body uh, goes through and our mind goes through including emotion, uh, behavior, long-term memory, and our emotional life is largely housed in this limbic system. And it really is critical in how we form memories. So what we learn is that what nonverbal behaviors are so frequently used um, in our interactions that we're fluent readers of those nonverbals. Uh, you probably noticed yourself if you have an email or text that you send to someone. And uh, what we learned in, in the way that we communicated uh, in email, that the need to go beyond words and actually add an emoji so that there isn't a misunderstanding or a misinterpretation of the words, that that nonverbal image helps create uh, a deeper understanding of what the words actually mean. So that nonverbal image-based element is so critical in how we unconsciously register experiences in our unconscious mind. So what we know is that repetition is one of the most powerful variables that affect our memory. Uh, the power of recognition is really in its incredibly unique and simplistic form that if a message is heard uh, more often, it's more likely to be remembered. So the more senses we can actually engage, the more memorable the experience becomes. And so when you hear a message over and over or experience an emotion over and over and over, as it relates to an experience, it's so critical. What is fascinating is that even if we look at... Uh, plays that are meant to be performed, and, and literally an experience is, is a performance. And that the sound of words, even, uh, alliteration is pleasing to the ear. So we use this, this device 
in literature, and it plays more memorable, more enjoyable, more impressionable for an audience. And what was probably one of the greatest writers that used alliteration was Shakespeare. And he used alliteration to draw readers' attention to certain passages of a play. And that that alliteration, that repetitiveness, literally helped create long-term memories of the experience. So repetition really helps us create long-term memories. And it does this through really chemistry and, and electronics, if you will, in the brain, the electrical currents that run through our brain, that these interactions, these chemical interactions that create energy and impressions in our brain are the synapses of neurons. And it's where the neurons actually connect to other neurons. And this repetition is, is the, really the strongest thing in creating an impression in creating learning, and that it creates both implicit and explicit uh, outcomes. So that, you know, the implicit aspect of even tying our shoes or the explicit element of multiplication tables really relies on, on repetition, and, and that repetition exists, and the power of repetition exists in the experiences that we have. So that words and thoughts and emotions that are often repeated in an experience sink into the consciousness and unconscious mind that affect our behavior, our actions, our reactions, uh, and it works to make these thoughts, these, um, these connections to experiences a reality, uh, and it brings us back to thinking about these experiences, reliving these experiences, being bonded to these experiences, being advocates for these experiences. So in managing that science of what I would call emotional clutching power. It is critical to build on those studs and tubes as you bring the bricks, the clues together, that you have the emotional glue, what I refer to as an experience motif. What is it that customers desire feeling about themselves in an experience? is the ultimate value that we derive from distinctive experiences. If you would like to learn more about this, please feel free to reach out and contact me. How you get to an experience motif that resides in unconscious thought is the essence of really establishing a target not based on what customers or individuals will express as an opinion,
but literally delving into how they think about an experience. And there's a huge difference in terms of our opinion and reaction to an experience versus how we think about an experience and the emotions that we expect to derive from the experiences we have. This is a very, very exciting time as people are beginning to look to the world of experience management for deeper understanding of how we can actually deploy and move forward in creating experiences that are emotionally bonding. Thank you for your time today. I deeply appreciate it. May all your experiences always be exceptional, memorable, and positive. Wishing you the very best always. This is Lou Carbone saying thank you and good day. Thank you so much for listening to Clued In with Lou Carbone. If the advancement of the practice of experience management's financial and emotional impact drives you, please reach out to Lou on LinkedIn or visit experienceengineering.com or email us at info at expeng.com. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.